Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. So and break away from tradition, cause when we be out, girl is fully be that. We wouldn't Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are back our first consecutive weeks in a while. I'm telling you, we are past the holiday grind. It's a real grind. Let me tell you. You have to you have to do a lot of traveling, not so much for UX. For me, mostly. Um, there's a lot of people to talk to, a lot of people to see. Uh, just your your time is so... It goes so fast, but it's filled to the brim. So we're back. We can finally do shows. We're going to be doing it this new style. We're going to be recording on Sundays. Hopefully get this to you by Tuesday each week. Um, just because, like we said on our last show, Wits and I are very busy individuals. We do have big boy jobs, and uh, they're not paying us enough with these ads. So one day, hopefully... When we're bigger and better, we'll uh, we'll be making more money. We can we can come to believe full time. But thank you, believe, for having us in the first place. Wits, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Doing okay, Roz. We're having a little computer difficulty, so we had to switch it up. Go to the phone. I was uh, I was pumped. We got to do the show in person last week, and now we're uh, back in the dumpster fire. That is uh, seventeen hundred miles. Problems at home. That's what we are. We are seventeen hundred miles away. Miles. Um, you can move to LA at any time. I mean, I have Koloff, our intern here. I don't like calling him, you know what? No, no, I don't even like calling him an assistant. You know, I think Koloff is so beneficial to this operation behind the scenes. It's unbelievable. So he's going to, he's going to have a song in this episode when we, uh, we break segments here, but wits, let's talk a little bit. We'll recap real quick what we just saw in the postseason, And then we are bringing what 2020 has in store. And that is the debate circle with me and you. Um, that sounded like a math debate circle. You could put two and two together, what that means. But uh, we're going to be squaring off, head-to-head, not agreeing, which is what we do best. And uh, But let's start off with the two three-seeds going down. So both sixes advance in the AFC and the NFC. The Vikings on an incredible play in overtime to Kyle Rudolph. Some controversy there. Was it a push-off? I, I think it was, but it wasn't as flagrant as last year's. Um, penalty that cost the Saints their game as well. So they're out. No more Drew Brees. If you're over the age of 40, winning was not in the cards free this year as Tom Brady also goes <laughs> down. And then Josh McCown, who had to step in for an injured Carson Wentz, also was unable to get the victory. What were your takeaways? We'll start on the AFC side since that was both of the Saturday. Uh, that was filled the Saturday slate. What do you think, Patriots, Titans, um, and vice versa, what do you think of Texans Bills. Yeah, so I mean the Texans Bills game was an unbelievable game and I see a lot of promise for Buffalo Rods. I don't know what you think, but I think that's a team that is gonna be around for a while, especially with Josh Allen. 
Um, he did have a couple head scratchers in that game, especially when he tried to pitch the ball back on that play, uh, one of those last drives. In Can I say it um, stopped the clock, give a lot of, it, it Everyone was shitting on the it play. Did, but it did, play, but it stopped the clock, and it almost was in their favor. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that with, like, it being the actual last play of the game, but there was about 45 seconds left. So minor lapse in judgment there, but Roz, I think you got to give so much credit here to Deshaun Watson for leading his team back down 16 nothing, And then I think that play where he kind of pinballed between the two defenders in overtime was, I think, one of the best plays you'll see by a quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, uh, Deshaun being Deshaun, which I got to be honest, I was criticizing the hell out of him because his play throughout the entire game, I mean, he started the game 9-13 for just a 73-yard total and that was going into the third. I think both these teams are going to get wiped in the next round, but we'll, we'll get to that after our debates and everything. We'll talk next round's games. But I think the better game, yes, was the Texan Bills. A lot of heart, a lot of interesting young prospects there. Um, so I think that gave us the best game. And I just don't think these teams, either of them, are ready yet for their next opponent. I think the Ravens and Chiefs are too hot, too good, and are going to run through them. But... Yeah, I thought that play in particular with Deshaun Watson was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, he absolutely should have been tackled. And any, I, I don't want to crap on the Bills defenders too hard, but I feel like me and you, with that much time, that much space, and that big of a collision on Deshaun Watson would take him down. I'm not sure how he spin-cycled out of it, but he did, and they won. Luckily for me, I did pick them, so that was a, another W for your boy, as I've had a very, very good... Um, so far, playoff in the NFL. I've been picking the correct teams. Which yeah, my uh, my football betting playoffs. My teams are out on the first day. Yeah, it's, that it's is changed. hilarious. So that, it's uh, yeah. I think I think Witch needs to take a break from football because it was just a just a rough weekend overall. And I made a couple fantasy. Uh, I was in a fantasy playoff pool where I had a lot of Patriots and Saints. So. Um, I think I think football is telling me that I need to I need to take a break. I need to get in the off season. Right, you won your championship. You can wander off into the off season, and I'll take the Packer reins from here because I think we're we're Super Bowl bound and Super Bowl champions um, in the near future. But what do you think, Wits? Uh, Patriots, Titans. What do you think about that game? Derrick Henry making a strong case for being a first round pick next year in fantasy. Yeah, he's making a very strong case, Rosen. I mean, when I looked after that first drive, if you were going to tell me that the Patriots would only give up, you know, I would say their defense gave up 14. I know they ended up giving up 20 points, but there was a pick six at the end. I would have been very confident in the Patriots winning that game. But, I mean, Tom Brady and that offense, they just they didn't get going. And for me, the game really turned um, for halftime when they couldn't punch that ball in from the one-yard line and ended up with a field goal. And... Uh, it's just kind of weird looking back at the Patriots season. I mean, probably one of their best defenses that I can remember under Bill Belichick and the fact that, you know, they get knocked out in the wild card round. It was just kind of a perfect storm that I didn't really imagine the Titans winning that game, but they came out, stuck to their game plan. Ryan Tannehill made some huge throws in that one, and the Patriots offense just sputtered along, kind of like it did the entire year. And, you know, they're a huge play at the end of the game on that second and six when Julian Edelman just, he just flat out dropped the ball. I mean, it was a perfect play. Um, didn't catch it in that. It was 
you know, I think just kind of symbolizing the Patriots season. There was, there was so many, especially with that good of a defense, you didn't need this idea through 50 touchdowns uh, back in 2007. But, yeah, Rod, this was definitely disappointing. Um, you know, Patriots, great defense, but couldn't really get it done on the other side of the ball. And that's usually where they're the strongest with, you know, probably the best player ever under center. But, yeah, give a lot of credit to the Titans here. They're moving on, and they've got, you know, probably the best workhorse in the league. And Ryan Tannehill seems to have found a second win here in Tennessee. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And this is this is the second time ever that a player – and former coach of a team has gone up against his former coach, and that was uh, Vrabel versus Belichick. And I think it's the first time that there has been any significant win. I know Brian Flores won last week for the Dolphins against Belichick, but this is the first significant win where Belichick has lost to one of his disciples. So very interesting. We're going to have a debate about this a little bit later. Let's talk about NFC real quick. Lots of disappointment for the Saints. We talked about it. Kirk Cousins came in the clutch for the first time ever in his career. Um, and then we had the Seahawks going up against a backup quarterback, still struggling to get the ball down the field. Um, so what were your takeaways from today's NFC games? I know you were bowling this morning, and uh, hopefully you performed well for my old team. But if you did not, what was your takeaways of the uh, NFC wildcard weekend? Yeah, so, Rod, major, I think more disappointing than the Patriots, I, I think for, was the Saints. I mean, I had a lot of high hopes for them. The fact that they couldn't beat Kirk Cousins and the Vikings at home in the Dome, um, man, it, it's just a head-scratcher. And I know that they came back at the very end, but they just didn't look very sharp the entire game. And, I mean, the Saints team, I thought for a while there was the best team in the NFL, just looking up and down offense, defense, uh, all the weapons that they have. But Kirk Cousins came in and, and actually played really well, which I think surprised a lot of people, including myself, that he finally won a game with you know, a lot of significance behind it. Um, and then, yeah, we talked about, you know, the pass interference. Yeah, maybe it was a little bit of a push-off. I don't think it warranted a flag being thrown. But, you know, if you're the Saints, you know, as an eight-point favorite, I think you got to take care of business a little more, and they didn't do that. And then, you know, on the other side of things, I really feel for Carson Wentz. He just seems to get hurt at the most inopportune times. And Josh McCall coming off the bench and been pretty years old. Um, the guy was a high school football coach to start the season. I know. It's crazy that, you know, he'd be on the field in an NFL playoff game. Um, another, I, I would say, uninspiring performance from Russell Wilson. They have not looked very good this past month, but they did, they did take care of the Eagles today, which was a, a very, very banged-up team. But they had them for the past five weeks, and they, they kind of seemed like a team of destiny, but they couldn't quite get it done. And that, that sack that McCown took at the end of the game on fourth down, I thought was unacceptable. Um, and then give some credit to Russell Wilson for, uh, you know, chucking that ball down to DK Metcalf. I thought that was a very ballsy call by Brian Schottenheimer, uh, offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. But, you know, I think they were a better team, but they didn't play particularly well. But, you know, it doesn't matter. They got the win, they move on. And, yeah, we'll see where uh, the Eagles go from here. We will just have to wait and see. We are pulling up the lines for the divisional round. But before we go into the divisional round and our picks, and as we will cover all the lines and all the betting that we can for those games, we are brought to you by MyBookie. Yes, MyBookie is letting me do the promotion one more time. 
So here we go. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season. And now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? Clearly not after what occurred this weekend. I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. God, if you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and very helpful 24-7 customer service team, which is fantastic because that's more reliable than any bookie you guys could use. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. I mean, Adam Koloff, huge parlay this past week, so shout out to him. This guy's racking in the money at MyBookie. So head over to MyBookie. They have more lines and better odds for the players than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000, of course. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. And who doesn't love a free grand? Honestly, I've been using it. I've been winning, so we're doubling as it goes. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that is promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid, and hang out with Ethan because he's one one gambling expert. Uh, what's up? What's up, everybody? We are back. Wits and I are in the ring. Boxing gloves on. Um, if you don't know, physically. I am way superior than Wits, so if this was not a metaphor, I would have knocked this guy out in the first round. So I just want that on the table. Right, Wits? Sure, buddy. Whatever you say. Uh, you sound a little cowardly there. Anyways, we have three... <laughs> it's hard to match three... up against a 300-pound behemoth. Dude, I am. I'm big. Dude, props to you for guessing my weight over the, uh, the Christmas break. I'm, I'm pushing... 2.15. I was sitting at a 2.13.8. I have been working out since I've been back. Hey, uh, I, believe it was two, I believe it was 2.17.8. No, no, we're not that big. Um, but anyways, we're going to start this off. Fat boy versus not fat boy. And uh, the first the first debate segment or talk po- talking point we have, it's going to be the Patriots dynasty. And if you've listened to this show at any point in your life, you know that Wits, no matter what, will back the Patriots up until, I believe, Belichick retires or Brady retires. But we are going to debate on both sides. Is this dynasty over? Are the Patriots done? Wits, I'll let you kick us off because I know you are very quick to say no and trying to shut me up. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's over, Rod. Um you know, I think Belichick and Brady have obviously been the two stalwarts in the organization for the past 20 years. And I do think Tom Brady is going to come back. Uh, I just I don't see his last pass in the NFL being a pick six. And you know, say what you want about him this year. He did look a little bit slower, but I think he can, he can still perform at a level um, that a lot of NFL teams, I think, could take advantage of right now. I would love it if he would sign for a year with the Bears. Um, but even if he doesn't come back, Roz, I think this organization is more than just about Brady and Belichick. Um, I know that they're the two main reasons that they've no gotten so way. far, but there's just a there there is, yeah, there is there's just a culture what do you mean? about that organization that is the culture is Belichick's to any culture. Other team. I don't, I it's also Kraft too, man. I mean, he's he's one of, he's one of the three people that is at the top of that team, and I know that he doesn't make like the X's and O's and all the plays, but I mean. I don't think the dynasty 
is over. Okay, it's I don't think Kraft is going to find... I know that they lost no. in the first round, but it's not over yet. It's not even just a first-round loss, which, not to mention, we're gonna, we have to bring up what happens next, and that's Tom Brady not going to take a hometown, or hometown discount. The guy needs to get paid in order for him to come back. How do you know he's not going to take a hometown discount? I, sources you talk say. To him? You sources got him on say. speed dial? Yeah, I do have I do have him on speed dial, Wits. I'm a... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what Koloff was just whispering to me, but yeah, we're we're totally against you in this aspect. He needs to get paid. His career's coming to an end, and it's not just. Uh, first off, I disagree with the Robert Kraft stuff because once Belichick, once Brady are gone, look at that team. I mean, unless you believe in Jason Stidham, which I do not, because I have not seen a lot of progression from SEC. You mean Jared Stidham? At least show some respect. No, if see, you're I don't even have the respect. No, no, no. I just, he hasn't shown me anything yet. I don't think he's going to. He's not the next Aaron Rodgers. played. How, how could he show you something? He's back a quarterback. There were, there were flashes of greatness. Um, At least also, make a good argument if you're going to make one. Well, the hometown discount thing is on Sports Illustrated, so you should you should check your facts before coming to the ring with me. Um, anyways, they just lost to the Dolphins week 17 to get a bye to move on to the second round, and that in itself was embarrassing. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe Belichick had his first bad loss of his career. And then they come home in Foxborough where Brady's 20-3 all-time in the postseason and puts up a stinker, ending what could be the last pass as a Patriot with a pick six. This team is in disarray. You were talking about that defense that was so fantastic to begin the year. They disappeared down the stretch. How about 200 total scrimmage yards for Derrick Henry in that game? I think... That defense, there's so much glamour, there's so much glitz, but if you look at their first eight opponents of this season, none of them were above 500. And they faced the Dolphins and the Jets twice. I know the Dolphins were at the end, but the Jets were twice in that span. So, super slim pickings, easy easy enough opponents for that defense to really shine and put themselves in a banner year, which they did set records. So, I do appreciate that, but their opponents... And they set them for you, for quick. Yeah, I agree. But I'm talking about the future year, which it's done. The Patriots have shown me, and I was not the person like Max Kellerman who was saying that Brady's going to fall off. I'm not the person like Skip Bayless. I think he supports him. I have no idea. I don't over-support. I sit there, I wait, and I watch. And those two games alone showed me that I think it's time to call it a career. In my opinion. Yeah, but can't move but out Rod, of the pocket. Rod. The Patriots have lost in the first round before. And, you know, they're you know the, last they're the best team of the past 20 years. They're not going to win every year. It happens. And, you know, no, I don't know the answer to that. But, I mean, even the best team in the league, they can't, they're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. I'm not, and this I was year, I thought they, they had a good chance. But I don't, I don't think the dynasty is oh, over. God. I think they're still going to be a very high-level team. And, you know, they've won a ton of Super Bowls, but, you know, it's not like they're winning them every year or even every other year. And they've won six in the past 20, and that is unbelievable. That's but they're, they're not going to win every year. That's I what happened. They haven't been in the first round of the playoffs in nine seasons, and they haven't lost in the first round. They lost to the Ravens on the road in the first round their last time. So that was over a decade ago. It's over, in my opinion. I think it's not a matter of what they showed, but it's a matter of Brady's another year older. Belichick, for the first time, does not have – a solid team. He's also going to lose Josh McDaniels, who I think will finally take a head coaching position somewhere because he sees the writing on the wall that the Patriots dynasty is coming to an end. In my opinion, those last two weeks showed us that we we lived in a great time getting to see such a powerful dynasty. 
but all good things must come to an end. I don't remember which rapper uses that in a line, but it was fantastic. Um, Patriots done. I'm going to leave it at that. Wits, propping in. Again, I'm a yes, you're a no. Did Kirk Cousins redeem himself in big game play after his overtime game-winning touchdown? And not only was it the touchdown, there was a beautiful 49-yard pass to Adam Thielen, dropped on a dime to put them on the goal line. Uh, You're not feeling Kirk Cousins, but I might, for the first time, back up my NFC North brethren. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's not a very black and white question, like a yes or no. You know, I'm not a complete yes yet. Um, just because, you know, one game I don't think solidifies all the terribleness that we've both seen Kirk Cousins put his football teams through for the past eight years. I mean, it's great that he won a playoff game, and it's, it's even better that he did it on the road against a very good Saints team. But, you know, don't tell me that this one game redeems his entire career as making it like, oh, Kirk Cousins is, is a great quarterback now. I need to see more, and I need more results in the postseason to really make me think that Kirk Cousins gets over the hump. Um, but at the same time, this might be the monkey might be off his back now. So maybe he just explodes and turns the Vikings into a perennial Super Bowl contender for the next five years. I can definitely see that, but I can't give him the benefit of the doubt by winning this one big game when I've watched him for the past eight years just continually be a loser in these types of games. So I'm not saying no, but I need more. I need him, I need him to prove it more. One game is not the end-all, be-all of his career in question. We talk about quarterbacks who – Matt Stafford, who I think is a fantastic quarterback, and many wouldn't say he couldn't step in the big moment – uh, I think of people like Deshaun Watson before yesterday, not winning playoff games. Andy Dalton, a guy you loved and cherished, couldn't get out of the first round. It's it's big to win a playoff game. And at that magnitude, at, on the road against arguably the best team in the NFC, their offense scoring above 34 points a game the final six weeks of the season. You're talking about a team projected to win by eight. They come in on the road in the dome where it's loud and beat the Saints, and not not a crushing defensive st- of stance. I know they held them to 20, which is impressive. As I mentioned, they were scoring more than 30 a game. But Kirk Cousins offensively, a little more sound than we're used to seeing, and in a big-game situation, there's all this talk about being 0-9 on Monday Night Football, 0-14 in primetime games, and all this hoopla, hoopla, hoopla. But in this league, winning playoff games, I think, speak louder than or than written words, in my opinion. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, nice. like... What are you, Aristotle now? I am. Pluto, Aristotle, everything in one. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to I'm trying to get the best example there. I think the Andy Dalton one's a great one. Like, how many times somebody can be go to the playoffs, you could fall into that role of mediocrity. No, but, already... but Rod, Kirk Cousins is not on the same level as Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, like we said, the most average quarterback of all time. And we've seen Kirk Cousins do things that are way above average. But when it right, comes so down think, to that final stat of what people really care about, winning football games, that's something that he hasn't shown us that he can really do. He just so did this it. One the, game on the does not change for the, him. But that doesn't change the fact that if they don't do anything in the playoffs, you can tell me that. Uh, you can't tell me. You cannot uh, tell me that. I can tell you that if they lose to the 49ers in a close one or in any fashion, Kirk Cousins is moving forward great. I think he'd have a great season next year. 
I'm telling you, the monkey off the back thing is huge. The talk from the media nonstop. I mean, he doesn't hear us, but we used to bash Kirk Cousin into the ground. I'm telling you, getting that off your back just fills you with confidence, and you're going to be ready to roll. And I think, honestly, they pose a real threat to the 49ers moving forward. But I think Kirk Cousins, as an NFL quarterback, will start to earn his paycheck that people were complaining about. And I think he's ready for the next level, and he got the biggest win. He definitely redeemed himself for the city of Minneapolis, um, for the whole state of Minnesota, and for that Vikings organization. That is one of the biggest playoff wins we've seen in the last five years. I'm putting it down right now. So Wits, once again, I think I win that, but I just think I win everything anyways. And here's what here's I mean, one you basically just you basically just summarized what I said that it's possible that this be the yep. back. We asked if it, he was redeemed. I said yes, and at the end of the day, he has been redeemed. Okay. All right. Carson Wentz okay. injured in a big game again, the playoffs. He has not won a playoff game in his career yet. He has had his backups drive him to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, so on and so forth. And here we are with this question, Wits. And I know we're on opposite sides again as we are in the ring, boxing each other out. Whence is he the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, that is very toughest question out of all the three. And my gut tells me that he is the future. Um, I think if you have a quarterback, I think you always have to think, if you want to move on, who are you going to move on to? And right now, if I'm sitting there as you know, part of the Eagles organization, I'm not comfortable trying to go after another quarterback right now that is better than Carson Wentz. Um, you know, it sucks that he – it seems like he's always hurt in the biggest moments. You know, he tore his ACL, they won the Super Bowl, and today he goes down with a concussion – nine minutes into the into the game. So, you know, is that is he injury risk or is it just kind of happenstance? Maybe he never gets hurt again. I don't know the answer to that. But for me, Rod, he showed me a lot in these past five weeks when people were in desperation mode the past month. They needed to win out and win some big games. And Carson Wentz was, you know, the top-rated passer in football over this last month of the season. So he has shown me in the past that he can get it done. Um, so that leads me to think he's still a very young guy and the Eagles this entire year, they dealt with a ton of injuries and that that's not an excuse for him, but I think at full strength with Carson getting another, um, I think he is, could lead a team to the super. Bowl. I mean, he just seems like a type of guy he definitely has. And if he can feel it. Oh, we are losing wits a little bit. He's breaking up there. Let me hop in on this because I know you were just saying that he, if he leads you to the Super Bowl. I'm in the middle of my point and you, you cut me off like hey, that? What's you're the one on, on your cell phone with one of the worst cell phone receptions we've ever had on this show. So I was saving grace there. Finish your point if you you can give us some good service. No, I, I was done, but I just don't want to get cut off at people like you. Well, let me, I, I get to do that. One punch and you're done. You got you to gotta move quickly. Master George would say oh, the same. Oh, I mean, that, it's a... It, Punch. It's a big punch. It's a meaty punch. Anyways, 2017, the year that they won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles was the guy ultimately who put it together in the postseason because Carson Wentz got hurt. Carson Wentz that year threw for 3,200 yards, almost 33, for 33 touchdowns, 7 INTs. Some argued that he could have been MVP if he played the entirety of the season. Since then, he hasn't thrown over 30 touchdowns, and his rating has dropped each year. 
here's my thought. He's not the future. He's too fragile. We've seen what happens to quarterbacks when repeated injuries occur. Cam Newton is the latest example of that. Uh, and especially because Wentz is more dynamic with his legs. And once he can't move anymore, I don't think he has a good enough slash strong enough arm to win it in the pocket like the elite quarterbacks in this league do. Is it time to draft a new quarterback? Eh, maybe not. I think there's a lot more needs for the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's not the future. I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't think he's a playoff game winning quarterback. And I don't think he can stay on the field for an entire 16-game slate plus the postseason. So for me, Wentz is not the future of any team, and especially not for the Eagles. I mean, there's times where I compare him to Mitch Trubisky because they look the same. They both overthrow. They both have legs to maneuver, but don't do it efficiently enough. And at the end of the day, neither of these guys look, both young, neither of these guys look like they're going to be able to lead a franchise to a Super Bowl. I know you could try to deal for it, but that's not that common these days in the NFL. Um, say what you say about Nick Foles, but that guy had a cannon all, all Super Bowl drive. So I'm just saying I think Wentz is more towards the Mitch category, both just sloppy quarterbacks who don't have that drive and team leadership as well as an arm to carry them. So Wentz, for me, not the future of the Eagles. So then, Roz, then I'll ask you this question. If you're the GM of the Eagles, then how do you pro- approach that situation? If you don't think Wentz is the future, then then how can you justify not drafting a quarterback? You know, if the guy's not the guy, then how are you taking this as, as the Eagles GM? Um, as you see, teams do it. They they'll wait. I mean, the Colts did this with Andrew Luck, knowing two years down the line he was going to be available. Look at who's coming out with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields next year, and even this year with Tua getting hurt. There's been talks that the Patriots might look into getting Tua because his draft stock will fall. And that's a guy with one hell of an arm. I know he hasn't decided whether or not he's going to come to the league yet, but there will be opportunities for quarterbacks in this draft. A relatively deep quarterback draft. Who knows if they'll all pan out. I mean, we've seen the failures of an SEC quarterback and the Pac-12 quarterbacks. I mean, Justin Herbert looked pretty good, and I think he has the best quarterback arm coming into this draft. So we'll see. Um, Obviously, Joe Burrow is going to go one, and the Eagles will not be sitting there as they were just in the postseason. But you can draft a quarterback, and you can start doing it now. Um, In the next two years, I think there's two great classes. So you know what? I'll GM at wits. Since I told you he's not the future, let's draft the quarterback in Philadelphia. I don't even like Philadelphia. You fans are crazy. I mean, good Philly cheesesteak, but tone it down a notch. No, no, throwing, <laughs> no throwing snowballs at Santa. It's supposed to be a merry time of year. God. Um, Wits, I think I knocked you out in three rounds, but what we can agree on is we're good sports when I win at least because I suck when I lose. Um, and we're agreeing about something right now as we – as we head into the divisional round, let's talk about what's going on in the world and where me and you see eye to eye because in a world of so much hate, we want to bring you some joy and some unity. Justin Bieber 2020 tour coming up. He is probably the most powerful, most iconic member of our society today. And I can say that. What I'm a 25-year-old man. My birthday, by the way, or by the way, is in a couple of days. Um, and I'm proud of it. And I will stand behind Justin Bieber for as long as he's around. And uh, it starts with Yummy, which was released January 3rd. And if you don't think that's a, a car bop or a bop in the least, you are out of your mind. Which I know you also vibe with Justin Bieber. 
The guy is about to have a year unlike any other. And this is coming from a guy who's already topped the charts more than anybody else in his demographic. So, Wits, give me your two cents about Justin Bieber before I throw him some more love in. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, that's all I got. Uh, I've, I've always been a Justin Bieber fan. I thought I think he's come out with quite a few good songs. I've never been a hater, um, and I don't, I don't really follow pop culture that much. So, Wits, uh, sure. We're that's the big thing about the 2020 season with us. We are going to get Wits into pop culture because that's, uh, how, that's no. how we're going to advance and we're going to rise. We're going to put him in pressure situations, try to get him to speak on things that he is not too comfortable with. See, Wits is a, is a closeted music fan, and that's because he, he knows what he wants when we're driving in the car. And he'll throw on some bops, and I know Yummy's going to be on that, on that new mix for you because it's, it's, a, it's a jam. Yeah, well, we'll have to see the next time you come in town, which hopefully isn't for a while, because I saw too much of you over the past two weeks. Yeah, it, it was a lot, let me tell you. And uh, I'm looking, you know, it's so much harder. And your reason why discussing entertainment's harder and stuff like Justin Bieber's harder, because the stats aren't as available as for sports. Like, all I want is I know he dropped Purpose, which became number one on the Billboard Top 200 album charts in December of 2015. Hasn't released something since then. I'm feeling good about this year. It has been four years since we've heard from the Beebs, and he's had a lot of time off getting married, adopting cats. This guy's on one, and if you haven't seen his yummy music video yet, everything everything is shiny. So let's go with that. Bieber also got a few more tattoos, which is, I don't know how he has any more space, but we're Team Bieber here. Um, before we go into our final segment, which is discussing the divisional round where my Packers will be the stars of the show next weekend we do have one more ad wits i'm gonna lull you to sleep this is for eight sleep.com all right so let's get into it let's make 2019 the last year you suffered through bad sleep listen to these studies from harvard and john hopkins someplace that wits and i could never dream of going to school um chronic sleep deprivation hey, speak for yourself uh, i you went to illinois Wesleyan. i went to Dayton. i think those speaks for itself uh, Koloff might have been able to go to Harvard, but he still doesn't have a grasp of the English dictionary. Um, anyways, chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, the last two I gotta be a little more concerned about, and cardiovascular <laughs> disease. <laughs> we need eight hours of sleep. One of the, one of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to go to sleep if you're too hot or cold. And honestly, I rip the cold. Like, I open my window. I know we're in California, but it gets cold at night. feels so good. I love a good temperature. So, folks, it's 2020, and now you have The Pod by 8Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically, which I need because the hot, cold, hot, cold, there, there's something to be said about that, but it's 2020, so a lot, of, a lot of PC keep here. Anyways, that means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com slash V-S-I-N. That's 8sleep.com slash pro. Um, I guess there's multiple codes. Anyways, 8sleep.com slash pro to get your $500 <clears throat> total value on a pod and free gravity blanket. All right. That was 8sleep pro or 8sleep.com. 
and uh, I might have to try it out. I did just get a new bed, so might be tough to slip that one in, but who knows? Wits, we do lines here. We keep track of the scores and odds. Also, the website we use to get our odds. Um, big lines coming in early for the games next Sunday. Let's start picking them. Um, we'll start with the AFC because they always go first. How about both of them being above nine? Chiefs minus nine and a half. Ravens minus ten. Whew! Tell me, tell me, I'm not crazy to go big on the favorites. Uh, that is so many points, especially in a playoff game. But if you listen to the show last week, you should fade Wits's picks. So keep that in mind as we go through these matchups. But yeah, Raz, anything above a touchdown in the playoffs is it, it's a scary place to be. Um, because it's just these games are I think, usually pretty close. Uh, and I don't know if I could delay 10 points, uh, even with the Chiefs at home and the Ravens at home. It's tough. It's tough for me. So I'll, I'll get your take on the games first, and then I'll give you my picks. Oh, I'm ripping the favorites. It's not even close. I um, <laughs> love the favorites. I, I was saying it when I was watching the Texans-Bills. Like, whoever is going to come out of that game, I know it's the Titans playing the Ravens, and I think – that one is going to be close. The 10 points might be a little tougher because that is a gritty Titans team. I might have to circle back on that one. But, uh, dude, the Chiefs have been hot. I don't think either offenses that were coming out of that Bills-Texans game could keep up. And uh, I think Patty Mahomes is headed to an AFC Championship game and a potentially Super Bowl, like I did say. So we'll have to watch and see. Minus 9.5 is where I'm going. I'm going to go minus 10 for the Ravens. Uh, there was this article that came out talking about how Lamar Jackson's so unhappy with his last year postseason performance, and uh, you love hearing that because I think he's going to come out mad and put up a significant amount of points on the Tennessee Titans. I know Derrick Henry and that defense are stout, but at a certain point you're running into a whole new monster. Um, so I'm going to go with the Ravens minus 10. I know I'm going big. Wits. Okay. Now we've got another big one with the 49ers minus 8.5 over the Vikings and the Packers minus 3.5. Such disrespect over the Seahawks. Tell me what you like in the NFC and where you're going from here. Uh, I think I'm just going to make my picks kind of short and sweet, Roz. Give me all the underdogs across the board here, AFC, NFC. Um, two ways to win. They can win straight up or they can cover the spread. I like it that way. And, yeah, I feel like we just need to make a change in the style here. And I don't like laying big favorites. And I think the Seahawks are going to keep that game close. So I like uh, all the dogs across the board. Um, hmm. That one hurts. <laughs> that hurts a little bit. But we'll move on. Uh, I'm going to give the Vikings the benefit of the doubt. Plus eight and a half. I said Kirk is redeemed. So I'm going to go with that. And I think they're going to give the 49ers a great game. I think they're two healthy teams, and we're going to get the best of both of them. I don't think this Vikings team is ready to go down. And you said the Eagles were the team of destiny. Let's just take a look at the at the Vikings as a potential new team of destiny. And then, of course, you know where I've got to go with the last game. We are back in the postseason. We are not in Seattle. And the last time we hosted Russell Wilson in Lambeau Field, he threw five interceptions. We had a horrendous onside kick debacle that I've talked about more than enough on this show. It will not happen again. Let's get it. Green Bay minus three and a half, putting them one game closer to their Super Bowl championship. Uh, Super excited for that game. I'm glad Russell's coming to Lambeau. 
and uh, I've only got good things to think about all week because I know Rodgers, with two weeks of hearing people talk about his play, he's going to come out feisty. He's going to come out ready to win, and I think he's sending Seattle back to Seattle packed and ready for the offseason. Well, right. Uh, I might have to become a Packers fan to keep the show. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think that Russell could upset the Packers in Green Bay. Just just that type of team. He has won a Super Bowl before. But, yeah, I think for me, I think the Packers are the favorite in the NFC now with the same side of the picture. So Oof. that makes you feel any better. Me Take it with a grain of salt. Because nice that's tickle. bad juju when I say teams are going to go far. Oh, you're the you're the asshole. I see. Um, Wits, it's been fun. I like this new way of doing this. Uh, any closing words as we head closer to my birthday? Feel free to like blow up my spot and be like, "Hey, man, what a wonderful 25 years you've had on this earth. We've enjoyed uh, having you here. Say all the good things you want to say about me as we end this week's episode." Um, yep, I think you covered them all. But uh, yeah, hope everyone has a great start to the year, uh, 2020. New year, new decade. So yeah, let's uh, let's get after it, huh? Well, I'm excited to get Xander to finally crack one of these days and say glorious things about your favorite host. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. I feel like you're a true participant when you listen. Uh, tough, tough on the reads when you hand Raz a script. He's not ready. This guy was built for reality TV. Where I was recently offered a position, but. Uh, because of the big boy job, I will be staying behind the mic and not on the big screen. Thanks for joining, everybody. This has been the opening line where we like to keep the line moving and check back next week for more information and more debates and more money in your pocket. Have a good one, everybody. Let's have a more intelligent conversation
conversation There's doodles in a view when we was just a flex and a fake The ring told my reply was some bullshit And that's some true shit And that's whatever feels good And that's when it gets real good Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.